Earth, it's time to enter the spoiler burst via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts John and Kenrick. Welcome to Spoiler Country. If you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on SpoilerVerse.com. But if you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcaster, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us or use a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at SpoilerCountry at gmail.com. Welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth Regan. That is Mr. Horsley. And today on the show, well, if you've been following along every Sunday for the last month or two, we have been spotlighting, highlighting, if you will, amazing podcasts that are at spoilerverse.com. And today is no exception. We have my co host, my co-founder of the Spoilerverse and Spoiler Country. He has started his own podcast that actually has been running for a very long time. And then he quietly did it without telling anybody and had like 40 episodes come out. <laughs> Y2CL Radio is live and in living color with Mr. John Horsley. Johnny, tell us all about Y2CL. So, yeah. So, Watch the Radio was the name of my old podcast. The one you heard last week, Half-Ass Adventures, that was what it was called way back in 09. But essentially, this version of Watch the Radio is me just kind of like talking to myself, uh, usually recorded on my Zoom H6 in the car while I'm driving somewhere. I'll just pull it out and I'll have a topic. Like, you know, I've talked about things that are, fi- are offensive. I've talked about con burnout. I've talked about my different... Nice comics. humble brag with the Zoom H6. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, play, I got to play. Um but I, I I'll, I'll just pick a topic and I'll talk about a topic for usually about 30 minutes. And then uh, I always end cap it, cap it on both sides with um, a song that I've recorded at some point in my life. You know, I'll intro it with like, you know, 30 seconds of a song and then I'll play the whole song at the end of the episode. And it just, I mean, not all of them are good. I, I even have a whole episode about music by me, how I'm playing a lot of really shitty songs. I, I recorded in high school and junior high just because why not? I don't care. It's my show. I'll do what I want. And it's really just a way for me to talk things out with myself and just like, I don't know, share with the world. Um, and I've been doing it for about, I th- I was wrong. It's, it's not 40 episodes. I've done 36 episodes so far. Oh and, man. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Way to be the pedantic. I know. Right? Gotta be, it's 36, not 40. Yeah. Don't be rounding up on my ass. That's right. Well, I, I, I don't want, I don't want anybody to go, Hey, he said 40 and there's only 35 out right now. And 36 would be next week. So you're fucking lying, dude. <laughs> what is going on in this house? Right? I can't trust anybody now, but <laughs> you guys are always lying. Right. It, it's really just a way for me to talk about things. And Y2CL, if you know, if you know me, was my comic strip way back in the day. Uh, it was my, it was called Y2Christ or Y2Christ Light. I shortened it to Y2CL in 08, and then that kind of became my moniker for a long time. Like my my Twitter handle is at Y2CL, so it just kind of makes sense for it to be Y2CL Radio, and it's it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy doing it. You know, it's a lot of I, the lot the, the most recent one that I did, I actually did on. You're going to say humble bright again, but on my Zoom Q2 in 4K <laughs> camera, where I did the whole douche YouTuber thing, where I hold it in the car while I was driving and recorded video and audio, and it came out pretty cool. That that is kind of cool. I mean, the uh, the Q2N is is a fun little device. If you guys haven't seen it, it's it's really just made for audio for musicians, 
but it's got a 4K camera attached to it. Yeah. It's like two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, it works. It's, it's great. So, and, and and the episode, the audio came out great, and I have video for it. I didn't post a video anywhere because uh, you know who wants to look at my dumb ass, but you know the audio Aww. came out good. Aw, that's kind of neat. So, what episode are we doing today? So I think today I'm going to play the episode where I talked about the band that I was in for a long time that I recorded with and uh, did tours with uh, artists. So I did a whole episode. I played some music from the band and did a whole episode talking about my time in the band and like kind of what that band meant to me. So that's what we're going to play. Nice. Well, let's sit back and uh, listen to Johnny in his own words. Welcome back to another star-studded edition of Y2CL Radio. Star tonight is me, because I'm the only one on the show. That's your star-studded. If you're expecting a real star, a real celebrity, sorry, you're stuck with me. Tonight, I'm going to continue with what I did. The last time I recorded, not sure if it's the last one that was released, but the last one that was recorded, at least, was uh, me talking about Dan the Cow. So today, I want to talk about the other band that I was in. Pause for my kid. I'm back. You know, I could uh, cut that and read that intro. It's only like two minutes, but I'm not going to. I'm going to leave it. Whatever. Hi, Cody. Thanks for interrupting. Not like you knew that I was recording in my drive home when you called for a ride in the rain, but whatever. Uh, I can't pick him up because I'm in Seattle and he's, you know, an hour away from me. Sorry. Hopefully his mom can get him. Anyways, today I'm going to talk about Artist, another band that I was in. When I first joined, it had multiple names, but Artist was the band. It was like, it was my more serious band. Dan the Cow was my fun band, the band where I experimented and did a bunch of crazy songs and, you know, weird stuff with. Artists was the serious band. It was a band that was, you know, trying to release records and, and go on tours and do stuff. And we did a little bit of that. When I was probably, I think, 16, 17, uh, my parents owned a coffee shop in Silverdale called uh, called Harbor Coffee Cafe. And at the coffee shop, you know, a bunch of people would come in because it's a coffee shop. And we had uh, um, these guys, Bryant and Alex and Kyle, come in. They'd play music. They'd play guitars. And, you know, I became friends with them. They had a bass player that was actually a kid in my grade. Um, they were all out of high school. They were all in their twenties, like early. Like, they're like nineteen. They're like I think they're like twenty because I remember celebrating Kyle's twenty-first birthday. So they had to have been like twenty or twenty, just barely twenty-one, if some of them were. But we, uh, um, they had this guy Marshall in the band playing bass, and it didn't work out. And uh, at the time, no, it might have been fifteen or sixteen because I didn't have a bass yet. Um, and uh, this was this band was the, this, this these guys were the reason why I bought a bass guitar for my birthday, and uh, so what I did is I convinced my parents to pay for half my bass and I paid the other half, and then um, I worked off and uh, they helped my my parents help me buy a bass amp which is a BXR two hundred which is a nice nice little you know studio not studio but a little uh, solid state amp which was cool. So I joined. I've been playing guitar for a while, but I, you know I didn't really play bass very much. I played it here and there. Uh, I played Calvin's bass, but I didn't have my own. You know, I played Calvin's bass when he played bass in our and Dan the Cow, but I went out and I bought a Fender P bass and then the Fender BXR 200 amp, and uh, I joined up with these older guys out of high school to play in their band playing bass, which uh, turned out to be a lot of fun. Um, I didn't know the first thing about playing bass. Uh, all I figured was it was just play guitar riffs on a bass. I mean, I didn't even think about just playing root notes, um, like punk rock bass. You play root notes, you know, you're walking bass lines. I was just like, well, I'm just gonna play it like a guitar. Um, minus the chords, I'll just play like I'm playing lead riffs or whatever. So I learned, I, I practice the bass, you know, all the time and, uh, would just play, 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 play. Um, we ended up, uh, you know, playing shows at the time when I first joined the band it was called Merryweather. Um, 
I'm not sure the real story behind that. I was told at one point that the name came from actress Leah Merriweather, who you might know played Catwoman in the 60s on the Batman TV show, which was, you know, a very beautiful actress. I was also told that it was from, it was named after a camp that Alex, the drummer, had gone to called Camp Merriweather, where some shit happened. And I, I, I honestly, I don't know. Uh, it was Merriweather for a while. Um, we went and we recorded a demo at the local recording studio. It was, it was all right. And before we go any further, uh, let's play for you the first song that I had any creative input on, um, which was one of the first songs that we uh, that I played with them. Um, it actually was a bass line that was originally for a Dan the Cow song called Underwater Jellyfish or something like that. Jellyfish in the Underwater Sea or something like that. Jellyfish in the Underwater, Gar- Jellyfish in the Underwater Garden was the name of the Dan the Cow song that I kind of took this bass line from that I wrote for Dan the Cow um, and modified it a lot and uh, put it in a song called Judas. So here is... Judas. I'm not sure if this is the first recording. I don't know if I have the first recording of it, but this is the, the recording of the song that I have.
as you can tell, wildly different style than Dan the Cow. A lot more put together, a lot more professional. Um, you know, I wrote that bass line for that song. I enjoyed that song a lot. That, that song became kind of like our, our, for a long time, it was a song we played so much that we kind of stopped liking it. Uh, but, you know, I enjoyed it. So, you know, there was a couple of songs that I uh, had to learn the bass line from the previous bass player, which was fine. You know, took them on, but then I modified them a little bit to, to fit my style. But for the most part, once I joined the band, I kind of was given free reign to write whatever bass lines I wanted to, uh, to match the song, which was really great. Because uh, Brian, the guitar player and singer, and I, uh, we meshed really well in styles. Like, he would come up with these guitar lines, and I would, you know, transcribe, you know, not, not transcribe what he was playing, but I would, you know, write these bass lines to his, what he was playing. That I, I would think would, it, I thought at the time, I still think, I still like the songs a lot, um, you know, played really well off each other. And uh, it was a lot of fun. So I was, you know, in high school, and by the time I was my senior year, we had, um, uh, we were, we had, released a demo CD and uh, we were playing shows, you know, we were practicing once, twice a week. We were playing shows, you know, at least once a week or at least every other week, which was a lot of fun. Uh, we were playing, uh, you know, around pretty much around Kitsap County. Sometimes we go to Seattle or to, to Olympia and stuff like that. Uh, we would, uh, uh, we were going in to record a second demo, which we did. And then, um, remember senior year, um, uh, Bryant and Alex and them were friends with, uh, Mike Carrera and, uh, them from MXPX and, I had known Mike growing up. Um, well, I knew Mike's little sister, Caitlin, growing up. She was a good friend of mine in, in school. And uh, so we ended up, uh, Mike and, and Tom and them had uh, put together a recording studio at Mike's mom's house down in Bremerton called Rock City Records. And uh, we were the first band that they took on to record there, which was really cool. So we went in and we got to record on their, all their equipment and stuff like that. I got to use Mike's, uh, I think it was a 74 or a 76 uh, P-Bass, which was super cool to play on. Um, and we just out there and we recorded, uh, you know, a full album with them that, um, uh, you know, Mike and them mixed down and we get to hang out there for a couple of weeks while we were recording. Actually, I actually skipped a lot of school that year, uh, my senior year, well, those two weeks, I skipped probably two or three days a week, uh, just to go over there and sit and work on that record, which was a lot of fun. Um, mind you, I did, I had, I don't know, my parents let me skip school, so I was cool. I didn't even have to like lie about it. They just let me do it, which was awesome. Um, so let's go ahead and let's play a song from that record. Uh, we called that one Wander Home. And uh, so here is uh, one of my favorite songs we used to play. It's called Time is Short.
if you listen to my daughter's podcast, the Super Awesome Sisters podcast, you notice that song is sounds familiar uh, because the intro music and outro music of that uh, show is that song, but sped up to it's like we're like a chipmunk song, but you know, a lot of fun. So you know, we played we play a lot of shows. Um, we record we would record here and there. Uh, we practiced a lot, wrote a lot of a lot of fucking songs. Um, it was a lot of fun. That band for me was very much a learning experience because. It was the first time musically where I wasn't in charge, right? Because I was playing bass. I mean, I had a lot of creative freedom as far as what I was doing and, you know, input on the songs. You know, we'd, the writing the songs was very much a collaborative effort. I mean, it was Alex and Brian who wrote the core of the songs, wrote the lyrics and stuff like that. Um, and then we, they'd bring the core of the song to the group. And then as a group, we would hammer, hammer it out, you know. Um, I was a drummer, so I would, um, you know, give input on the drum lines as well. Um, I was also a guitar player, so I'd, I'd give input on like the rhythm guitar sections here and there. Mostly, though, for the most part, I just stuck with with uh, the bass. Now, on some of our cover songs, I would definitely help with the uh, the drum lines here and there, uh, just because they were a little off kilter to what um, what Alex played at the time. But you know, Alex was like, it was a solid drummer for us back when we were doing it. I used to always say that it would have been, I think it would have been a better band. I still think this, it would have been a better band um, if we had switched Alex to bass and me to drums. Um, yeah, I just think that that would have worked out, or sound. I think that it would have sounded better. I think I had a more um, comparable style of drumming to what the music would have needed. But that's you know there. The drums that Alex had was great. Uh, but that band was a lot of fun. Uh, we remember we played a show one time down in Olympia at the Fourth Avenue Pub or Fourth Avenue Bar, whatever it was called. And um, we're playing with another band, and I'm, I'm we're going through the first set, and I hadn't. I was supposed to. I was supposed to change my strings on my bass uh, before the show. Or like a week before the show, so they could have time to work out. I never did. I was like, oh, "I'll be fine. It'll be fine." And, you know, and I didn't. Just, you know, I didn't play slap bass. Like, I never learned how to play slap bass. Sorry, Dave, five or four. I, I never learned slap. I know a little bit of it, but slapping wasn't my was my thing. And the songs we played didn't call for slap. And every time I tried and learn slap or do slap on the songs that um, we played in that band, uh, they'd make fun of me. So you know, whatever. But I uh, um, put a show at Olympia, and I think at this time, at this point, we had dropped the Merriweather name. We had gone to the Mir name, M I H R, and we definitely had because this was like uh, after I was out of college. Um, so this was like uh, like I was like 18, 19 or something like that. Um, this is after the I talked about the Dan the Cow show. We did a live show at um, the college where it was the last show of Dan the Cow and the first show of Mir, the, the the first show of Mir, which. It was a lot of fun, but so we played a show down at Olympia, and I hadn't changed my strings, and I was supposed to, and um, I was playing, and I I snapped the the bottom string on my bass, and um, if you'd seen me play bass back in the days, or seen me play bass now, I you know, I use I use all four strings in the bass, you know, I don't just play play root notes, I play melodies, um, I try to have, I try to have fun with it. I mean, I'm not I'm not like a super complex bass player, but I try to have fun with it. I try to make sure I'm, I'm engaged and I'm doing something that is entertaining and, and challenging for me, you know? So I do use, you know, all four strings. So when I pop that, that four string, uh, I had to quickly, uh, you know, one, pull it off the guitar so it wouldn't mess up with the sound. And two, uh, quickly transcribe in my head the bass lines I was playing so I could use, I could just move it down the neck. Now, anybody who plays guitar or bass will tell you that um, moving or transcribing something that uses the low, the high, the high string and moving down the neck isn't super difficult, but it's not, I mean, it's also not super easy. It just, it takes, what I'm trying to say is it was a lot of fun. That challenge that it was fun. Um, and then, uh, there's another time you played in the same bar. It might've been the same time. No, it was a different time. Played in the same bar where I was notorious for forgetting, forgetting pieces of my equipment. I'd forget a strap or I'd forget, um, I'd forget a, a, a guitar cord or something. 
I don't know why. I was just absent-minded about it. I was young. You know, I was in this. I joined this band at like sixteen. I was in the band for like five or six years. You know, I, I dropped that. I dropped the band when I was like twenty-two, I think. Um, but I'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, so I was notorious for not showing up with uh, a strap. Well, I mean, by not showing up with a strap, I mean, it happened a couple of times. But for the most part, I, I'd have my stuff. I would say probably about 60, 40. 60% of the time, I had all my shit. 40% of the time, I'd forget some piece of equipment that usually somebody had one for me. But um, playing a show on 4th Avenue, and we were playing with, uh, um, I think we were playing with Sorty House Rejects or Kane Hodder. Um, I'm not sure what name they were at that time. But I... Uh, I uh, get there and I, I didn't have a strap. I forgot my strap. So I got a strap from Eric, um, who was a guitar player. Unfortunately, he used strap locks and I didn't use strap locks. And that meant he had to like completely take apart all the locks on his thing to put over there. I didn't even know what strap locks were. Like I said, I was naive. I was the kind of musician that I would learn enough about what I wanted to do to get the sounds that I wanted to do. And then I would just work on playing. I wouldn't. Yeah, looking back, I should have learned more of the fundamentals. I should have learned. I should have learned how to read music. I wish I would have learned how to read music. I should have learned, you know, scales. But I just would. I was very much a play by feel. I'm that way with guitar, with bass, and drums. You know, I play by feel. Um, I've only ever taken lessons for music. Uh, I was I played trumpet in fifth grade, so I did that, and then I took drum lessons in seventh grade. It's about 11, 12 years old. I took drum lessons for like two weeks or so three weeks maybe um i got bored um because I, I didn't want to i was that kid i didn't want to do the one two three four i didn't want to do that i wanted to okay put me on a drum set let me practice playing beats let me practice doing fills i already got the basics in my head in my head i already had the basics down and that's why i was with bass too is i already had the basics down i could play i knew how to play guitar i knew how to you know i knew how to get up and down the frets i knew how to tune I knew harmonics, you know, I learned all the you know, hammer-ons, pull-offs, learned all that kind of fancy shit. So in my mind, it was just a matter of the more I practiced, the better I would get, which was kind of true. But I never learned, like, scales or that. I mean, I'm sure I play scales because I, I hear them and I play what I hear. But I don't I, – I just play by feel. And same with, with drums. I play I play beats and I play fills by how it feels as I'm doing it. So that's just kind of the way I do. I wish I would have gone back and done it differently. But that's, you know, that's what I did. So – you know, it was, um, yeah, the shows were fun. We played a lot of shows. Um, this is a band that I actually thought, you know, might go somewhere. I, this is the band that I felt like, you know, if I was ever going to make it in a band, I was going to get a band to have an album or a song on the radio. Well, I had a song on the radio. It was on an AM station. But if I ever had a song on an FM station or like, you know, a record deal or something like that, even if it was an indie record deal, this is the band that I thought was going to get it. And honestly, I think if had, had we had a manager – or had we had somebody who managed us and did all the admin stuff for us, not left it up to the band. Alex was our guy who handled everything. Um, if it wouldn't have been him, if if none of the, he did a terrible job, I mean, he got us, you know, shows and stuff, but we never had any, you know, we didn't have a manager to take us the next step. Had we had somebody to step in and, you know, organize stuff for us and keep us on track and, you know, okay, you got these shows, these shows, these shows, you know, we're sending out your demo tape to these people. Like we record these albums, but we never fucking did anything with them. Like I designed logos. I designed, I started designing covers. I built a website for us and stuff like that, but we never like released anything. We never sold anything. We never had merch at shows. We never did anything. We just played shows, wrote songs, recorded songs. And then that was it. And looking back, I firmly believe that if we would have had some kind of management or some kind of somebody pushing us or somebody who knew what to do, that was outside of the core group of the members of the band, I feel like we would have, uh, we could have not been famous, but we could have, you know, put out a record and, and, you know, had a 
had some following because um, I really like the songs. I love the songs we wrote. I really enjoy them. Um, I have a lot of fun with them. And uh, speaking of songs that I love, here was probably one of the, the most fun songs we had to play uh, that I loved. And this is the one that people always compare us. Oh, you guys sound like Stained. I didn't think we sound like Stained, but people would always compare this song to a Stained song. But this is uh, this is Burden. And this song was recorded after we changed her name to Artus. A-R-D-U-S. Not Artus. Not Artist, but Artus, which I thought was a f- weird fucking name. But whatever. Anyways, here's Burden.
I used to love, love playing that song at shows. Um, mostly because not in the recorder version there doesn't do it, but at shows I would drop D my bass and play that bass line and drop D, which was so much fucking fun. And it had a little bit of slap in it too, which that finally got to let me do a little bit of slap. Even though I was terrible at slap, I am still am terrible at slap, and the fundamentals of slap just don't make sense to me. Because I try and do it, and then my hand just goes, nope, not fucking doing that, douchebag. So, I mean, by has a little slap, I mean I popped a string. I popped the uh, the the high D on the on the fourth string, the seventh fret. But that's a lot of fun. You know, so I was in the band. We recorded the albums. We kept – it seemed like the focus when I was in the band was record, 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 record. Not like master stuff, not send it off to people, not try and get a deal. Just record, record the stuff, and then eventually something would happen. It never did. Like we, we should have played more shows. We should have had a manager. We should have had somebody taking us to that next step. So, you know, towards the end – and uh, I'm only going to play one more song, and then we're, you know, this will be over with for you so you can stop hearing me rant because I'm talking fast here. I'm sorry. But, you know, I, I uh, towards the towards the end, oh, fuck off. He's fine. He has plenty of fucking room, douchebag. Towards the end, I got tired of the band, um, mostly because it was a lot of, um, a lot of practice was at my house, and we'd have practice set for every Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then I, it seemed like half the time, half the band wouldn't fucking show up. You know what? I am going to pause here because I'm in heavy traffic, so I'll come back in just a second. All right, I'm back. So I had to merge, and it's hard to merge when I, I can't talk and merge at the time, apparently. I can sometimes, but it's like I'm doing like 10 miles an hour on I-5 right now. So, you know. Anyways, towards the end of the band, uh, people, you know, they stopped showing up. You know, Calvin from Down the Cow joined playing guitar, which was awesome. Uh, so it was Calvin, myself, Bryant, and Alex. You know, I mentioned earlier either on this one or the Dan McKenna one that Kyle Betts, my buddy, was play guitar originally. He was only in, the, in it for like, I think the first like six months that I was in the band. Then he got married and moved to Yakima and was out of the band. So it was just a three-piece. And then Calvin joined when he became a four-piece. Um, Calvin joined sometime at the, around the artist stage. So, you know, a couple years into it, we were a three-piece for a long time. Uh, so, you know, towards the end, people stopped showing up for practices. Like, oh, we, we, we're fine. We're fine. I'm like, no, we need to fucking practice. And I got... I honestly got frustrated with it. No, I wasn't the best about, I mean, I would call out of practice sometimes too, you know, cause I'd be fucking tired. Um, I just wouldn't want to do it cause it's, it's exhausting, you know, playing the same shit over and over again, but it's what you have to do if you want to be good. And, um, so I, uh, ended up quitting. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time and like my life, I wasn't, I wasn't into it. You know, I wasn't, I was getting into drawing. Uh, I was getting back into, to drawing, for a full time, not full time, but I was working at my, uh, my sister and I had that comic book business online we were doing. And I was, uh, you know, immersed in that, uh, going into comic conventions, getting back into comics and art. And, um, I just wasn't, I mean, I was enjoying playing music, but I just wasn't fucking enjoying them. Um, now I, I love them all. You know, I'm good friends with Brian and Kyle and Calvin still. Um, I don't really talk to Alex too much though. I mean, last time I talked to him, it's kind of weird. Uh, but you know, no hard feelings against any of them. Um, I was in Brian's wedding recently and I'm, Brian's great. He's a good friend of mine, but it's just, it's frustrating because like I was getting done and it wasn't really, I don't blame anybody individually. I just, I understand that, you know, get busy and then you don't want to do it or you don't want to, you want to take a break or whatever, but it's just like, it'd be like practice at six o'clock and then it'd be six 30 and be like, dude, where the fuck are you guys? And I remember getting on a call with, uh, with Alex at like seven o'clock on the last day of practice where I was, I'm out. I'm like, and I was like, dude, where the fuck are you guys? He's like, Oh, well, Oh, we just, uh, just, we're not going to make it at the time. The three of them were living together. 
uh, the other three in the band were living together, and I was, you know, at my house, and all the equipment was at my house, all the, um, like the drum set, all the amps, and everything was at my house, and we would all practice there, but like they all had a place over in East Bremerton, which is like, you know, 15, 20 minutes away, and they would just sit around with guitars and play, which was great, but then they wouldn't fucking show up for band practice where we'd have the full band, and or tell me, oh, hey, come over here, we're going to play here tonight, we're going to practice here tonight, just acoustically or whatever. It's like, oh, well, we've been drinking and uh, we're playing here. And I'm like, what the fuck? You mean, I guess we're drinking again or not showing up again. And I'm fucking stuck here. Not stuck, but I'm here. And you guys, and it's a pissed. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I fucking quit. I fucking quit. And so I was out. I was done. Um, and it was, it was kind of hard for, you know, a good, good, you know, a couple months. Um, I felt really bad because they were, we were just talking about recording a new album with Tony Reed. And um, working on that, and I was like, you know what, I, I just can't, I just can't fucking do this right now. So I quit. <clears throat> um, Alex moved to bass, and they hired Tony Reed to play drums on the album, as well as a couple shows for them, which was great. Sounded fucking amazing. Um, we were just working on a bunch of new songs. So the, the new album they recorded had a bunch of songs that I had helped work on. Um, they recorded without me, which was fine because I had quit the band. But it was uh, interesting. Because Alex moved to bass, which is something that I had been saying to them for a while. It's like, hey, Alex should play bass and I should play drums. And then they waited until I quit to actually fucking do it. Now, they had called me a couple times to come back. And I thought about it, but I was like, no, I don't. I don't want to. I, I just, I wasn't, my heart wasn't in the music anymore. And I just couldn't do it. Um, but they put out, they put out, they recorded their album. It was fucking great. Um, like the the stuff that they did with Tony, I loved everything on it. Um, at first I was resentful and like, oh, I was very very nitpicking it when i got a copy of it i was like nitpicking every fucking thing they did on it but overall it's a it's a solid album it's a good sh- it's good shit um someday i talked to brian and uh it's gonna be released we're gonna release it for free somewhere i told him i was like hey i want to release this shit and he's like yeah go ahead so he gave me permission to release all the the artist stuff at some point somewhere once i figure all that shit out i'll release it and, and maybe by the time this airs i'll have it in the show notes for everybody to go click on and go listen to um but you hear me you hear You've heard some in this show, and you hear you hear one more here at the end of this, but it was fantastic. But again, I think it was a lack of management, a lack of uh, foresight of seeing where to go with this. I think now, if I was if if I could do it all over again right now, not at my current age, but at like eighteen, it's like the same scenario, right? But do it now with the current technology, um, it'd be great with the, with streaming services and being able to get your shit out there quickly. Um, you know, it'd be, be fucking phenomenal. You know, we'd be making YouTube videos and songs and shit. It'd be awesome. But we're not, we're old, fucking old. This was, you know, I'm, I'm talking about fucking bands from 20 goddamn years ago. And I'm all nostalgic and shit. But it's still fun if you like alt music. So here's the last song. Uh, this is a song that uh, I helped write. Um, well, I mean, if you listen to the last album, there's a couple of sections in there where I can say, oh, I helped write that. But this is one that I helped write the music for a lot. Um, well, essentially, by that, I just mean that the guitar line is based off of a bass line that I wrote. And then... It, that's really it. But it's it was a lot of fun. I love the song. This is Glare from Artists. Take care. Thanks for listening. Bye.
those long-time listeners of Spoiler Country might recognize that song as the old intro-outro music from the first, like, 80 episodes of the show. I still like it a lot as the intro-outro, but we have, we've had the big band thing there for so long, it's, it's now part of the show, but that's what that song was. Anyways, thanks for listening to me talk about artists. Um, thanks for listening to me talk in general. This is a great way for me to pass time while in traffic. I mean, not driving, totally, but it's fine. I have a mic clipped on my, my lapel here, so it's not a big deal. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. This is John with Y2CR Radio. Don't forget, check out my other podcast, Haphazard Adventures, and check out Spoiler Country, both on scpod.net, also on all podcatchers out there. And if you'd like to talk to me for any reason, tell me that I'm a dumbass. Tell me that I'm cool. Tell me that anything. Uh, and just hit me up on Twitter at Y2CL. All right, guys. Have a good night. See you. You know the best part about that whole episode was, Kenrick? What's that? Is that we're not going to get copyright straight for all, for all of the music I play because I own the rights to it all. <laughs> that is funny. I thought you were going to say that I wasn't talking on it. <laughs> well, I mean, that. I mean, you know, there, there, but there, there is one episode of Y2C Radio where you do talk on. Oh, really? Which one? So, because Y2C Radio used to be R3, right? Uh, the other show a long time ago. Right, right, and right. During the, when, when that the show's had a lot of iterations. It went from yeah. Y2CL to Haphazard Adventures and then restart, well, then start up R3 and then rename it Y2CL. Yes. There's a whole. Why, like, did, you, why did you change the name? I'm sorry. Why did you change the name from R3? Yeah, I was never happy with R three, and I've always loved the name Watch to See Radio. And as soon as Kaylee and I changed that show's name to Haphazard Adventures, I wanted to reclaim Watch to See Radio to use for myself. Nice. So I mean, it, really, it was really just getting that name back. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. But back when I was doing when, when the Ions Anthology was on Kickstarter, I did an episode with you and an episode with Casey talking about the Ions that I released on the R three back then feed. So it's now in the Watch to See feed. Really? I don't remember that. Yeah, we we did a full episode of you and I talking about Ainz and about like the whole book and your role and like the as the hype man for the book and your story and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's cool. It's episode six if you want to go back and listen to it. I am. I'm gonna go back and listen to episode six. Yeah. Yeah. Of Y2CL because now I gotta know. I gotta yeah. know. Yeah. And for those curious about the Ainz anthology, the digital copy released last night and it's, it's I know been- it's so exciting, it's so badass. Yeah, it's been, submit, it's been submitted to Comixology, so it should be available on Comixology soon. And uh, the print copy will be, will, be, will be in soon, so I'm super excited. It's going to be on Comixology. How much on Comixology will it be? Do you know? uh, I, well, I, I put it for $9.99, but it'll, it'll, probably, it'll be part of Comics Unlimited, too. So if you have Unlimited, you, get it, you, want, you read it for free. Wow. Wow, that's going to be crazy. How long does it take for that approval process for that? Uh, about a week or two, so we'll see. But you've submitted before. Yeah. And but it wasn't something that they they've were They've always rejected me. <laughs> <laughs> but you think this one, because of. It, this is a real comic book. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> we're There's being no honest here. fart jokes in this. <laughs> right. Well, the first one I submitted was my Sergeant Blinky comic book, which was really just like a bunch of strips and commentary. So I get why they rejected that one. The right. second one I submitted was my Jolene and Only comic, which but I'm actually a little irritated that they denied that one because it is a sequential comic book that tells a story. It is actual a comic book, but because some of the art is pixelated and not like high quality because right. it's because of the ki- type of comic book it is because the, the art in, is supposed to be shitty. They rejected it because it's not a good experience for their readers is what they told me to have pixelated artwork. And I'm like, but that's the joke. Like, the frame, like the frame you're talking about, the joke is the fact that it's zoomed in and pixelated. Like if you read it, that's the plot. It's part, whatever. Fuck off. <laughs>
So if you want Jolene Nolan, you have to go to you have to go to whitetail.net to get it. But it, Einstein's right. collection, the other books will be up. Should be up there soon. Uh, I'm excited, man. I can't wait for it to come out and be on Comicsology for the books to be printed and sent, which is uh, soon, right? Very soon. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, the files are ready. Uh, I am getting. I got the. I have the quote from the printer, and I'm getting the files um, to be print ready here uh, this weekend, and then to be going to the printer next week. There you guys go. Well, if you want all the newest updates on Ein's anthology, you can always tune in to to John there at Y2CL every Saturday. A new episode comes out, and they're a lot of fun. You're going to hear him bitch about a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, because well, isn't that we do in life? You know, we have some fun. We have some things that not so fun and you have a great outlet. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's dorky. It's stupid. I play shitty music, but you know, I, I have fun with it. So that, Hey, you're having fun and that comes across. So that's all that matters. Yeah. So <laughs> if you guys want to hear more of, of Y2CL, go over to spoilerverse.com and just, just type into the search engine inside of spoilerverse.com. Y two C L. It pops right up. Yes, it and does. You get thirty five current episodes right now, and actually, after hearing this one, you'll be at thirty six. So you'll have tons of cool stuff to go back and listen to. Go listen to episode six and listen to Casey and I. You know, espouse our time putting together and helping out on Ein's anthology. Oh, that's that, is, that's just you. Casey has his. Oh, own that's one. just me. It's just you. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck him. Just me. You want to listen to more of my beautiful voice? Yeah. Go check out Y2CL episode six. Yeah. It's it's the most Kenrick episode there is of that show. It's yeah. It's <laughs> it's the most and only Kenrick episode of that show. <laughs> right, right, right. Right there. <laughs> and if you want to hear more of this show, Spoiler Country, you can go to spoilerverse.com and it's all of them are there. All 350, 60 episodes are up there. Uh, or you can go to any podcatcher, you know, iTunes or Google Play or Podcast Addict or or Podbean or Stitcher, whatever, and search for Spoiler Country there, and you'll find all of our episodes, no paywall, all there for you to go listen to. So go there, subscribe, and download all of them. And while you're there, leave a review because the reviews are great for a couple reasons. One, we know how you feel about us, and two, other people can know how you feel and they can find us and like us and subscribe and listen to us too. Well, I couldn't say it better myself, man. Yeah. So there you guys go. I think that's a show, Johnny. Yeah, that's that's that. Well, no, it's not a show. I got one more thing to say. Okay. You know, we do all this for free. We all this out of the goodness of our hearts to, to give you entertainment to do it. And mostly because we enjoy and love what we do, right? I mean, we love doing this. However, if you, right. you know, it does cost money, right? It costs us money to, to for hosting, for all the stuff that we do. And if you want to help us out and show us that you love us a little bit, you can go to our website, spoilerverse.com. And in the center bar out there, there's a store link. Click on that store link and it'll take you to our T Public store. On that store, you can get T-shirts and hoodies and face masks and tapestries and and mugs, all all that fun stuff, right? With different logos for the shows on the network or just Spoiler Versus Spoiler Country there. Every time you buy something from there, it helps support us a little bit. goes back into the fund to help pay the bills, to help keep the lights on. So if you really, really do like us, you can go do that. And, and one, look fly as hell and show off you know, have good taste and stuff. And two, help keep us going. Look fly as hell you have good taste. I love it. Yeah. All right, Johnny, you know what's up what's now, up? right? I do. I do. In an oceans of podcasts, we are Cthulhu. And as Cthulhu compels you to do, open the mind and read more. <laughs>